This is not war. This is pest control. I'm Shelby. I'm Colin. I'm Kelsey. And tonight we're going to dive straight into Doomsday, the final episode of season two and David Tennant's first season. You mean series? (laughs) Yes, you're correct. Series two. (laughs) The other interesting thing is that we've already done this episode with Jeremy, but we might as well do it again with Kelsey and Colin. And And Shelby. Yeah, we might as well get your takes yeah. on it. More than twice the people must be more than twice the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, a lot happened in this one. Indeed. The Daleks, Cybermen, the human race, one doctor in the mix. Yeah. Jake, we, Mickey, Jackie. So we got introduced to the cult of Scaro, four Daleks who have names and are sent out to come up with creative ways to fight battle. I, I have to throw in that my favorite Dalek is Dalek Sec. I mean, the black Dalek just looks awesome. He does. He is sleek, and he is, uh, you know... Well, he is afraid of the Doctor. I, I saw him crumble there, but besides that, no, no visible weaknesses. Pretty, pretty much a badass Dalek. I like Dalek Khan better, but we'll come to that in the Was that, day. like, the Egyptian god Sec? No, Sec. Oh. Like sex mess? No, like SEC. Oh. Like, wait a sec. The Dalek. Okay. I was going to say, that would have been cool if they were all like mythological gods and then like you could kind of look back and be like, oh, we're all of them Dalek the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's hard to rule, the, rule it out. Yeah. All right. We have a pretty phenomenal scene between the Daleks and the Cybermen, I have to say. They're back and forth of, you will identify first, <laughs> and whatnot. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah, there were good, uh, a lot of uh, good lines in there. I like how, you know, last time we had this big argument about, or, to, or you know, just fruitful discussion about Daleks versus Cybermen. Um, but I liked how the Daleks made a lot of my arguments for me, at least how I was trying to portray it. Like, one Dalek will destroy a world of Cybermen. Are you kidding? But also, the Cybermen kind of made some of my arguments, too, where it's like, okay, even if you get turned into a Cyberman, maybe there's still hope. Like, the one lady who's in charge. Yeah. Was it Yvonne? Who was in charge of the Torchwood, and then she was actually able to, like, fight back the Dalek. I mean, the Cybermen, whatever, programming to, like, fight back. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't really fight back, though, really. She did. She, she did. turned out all she... the other Cybermen and shot them. Oh, I missed that. I saw... I, I thought I just saw her, like, uh, destroying herself, like, fighting... No, 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 no. She, she was shooting years. all the other Cybermen. Oh, good for her. 
was kind of a big thing to miss. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess I would rather be turned into Cybermen than killed by, killed a, by a Dalek. Conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but that's like one example we have versus all of these other Cybermen um, that seemingly have no will of their own that can't fight back. You'd think you think we would have seen some more of that if that was a real strong possibility. I wonder if it was something to do with like that was the last thought that she had before she was turned into a Cyberman and it just, you know, stuck with her. Well, maybe it kind of like goes along with a lot of what the Cyberman's programming is, which is like, you must like fight for your cause and no matter what. And then it was just her cause shifted, but she still had the programming to like, you know, at all costs kind of yeah, complete yeah. your task. I mean, maybe, you know, it, it's hard to upgrade people from other dimensions. Maybe there's she, some... She was... Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe it's... Maybe there's some sort of barrier there. Cybermen come into another world and there's a few variables in their programming they didn't account for in these other dimension humans. Hmm. I think it may just be the idea, though, or the concept behind her actually being too strong in her emotions. I've done it for my country and all that that she was saying earlier. I think she went in with that conviction and because that was the last thought she had, I think that was retained somehow and she just gave... It kind of forced her hand. I mean, we saw it, we see it again later on. I know we've already podcasted on on uh, future episodes, but the Matt Smith episode where Craig is involved with the Cybermen that really does have uh, an impact with regards to Craig being able to overcome his emotions um, when be, when the Cybermen try and turn him into a Cyberman. Yeah, but although I was kind of thinking. You know, didn't Jackie get turned into a Cyberman in the parallel universe? Like, what if her Cyberman, like, ran into Jackie from the parallel universe? Do you think there would be a reaction there where you recognize, like, oh my gosh, this is actually me? Or would there be a physical reaction, like, when the Brigadier knocked himself out because he touched himself from the past? Uh, like well, this is two parallel dimension. worlds as opposed to the same person. So yeah, I think but what I'm just saying, do you think there would be a conflict there? I mean, no, the I don't Mickeys think so were... because it is two different people. Oh, that's people. true. Yeah, the two Mickeys were hanging around and howling around for hours, you know, and they didn't seem to have any problems. Yeah, good point. Well, one was Mickey, one was Ricky, so like I said, the <laughs> two different people. Yeah, but you know, but one they... of those, the, 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 the parallel versions of themselves and those corresponding worlds. Yeah, and that didn't stop Jackie and Pete from having, you know, kind baby. of... Yeah, baby. I was going to say the hug, but yeah. Well, well, I wonder what that baby's going to be like. You know, it's a parallel universe mixed baby. I think it's just beautiful that love doesn't just, you know, span space and time, but other dimensions itself. <laughs> Maybe it'll be half-void stuff. Yeah. It's a time lord. Rose, Rose, um... Rose will get a sibling. I wonder what that could be. Yeah. Like, speaking, speaking of Rose, man, her goodbye with the doctor was pretty tragic. At least she got one. Yeah. I think it's one of the one of the uh, hardest goodbyes for a companion. Uh, well, yeah, they actually had time to say goodbye. They did have time to say goodbye, although, like the doctor said, there was no way that they could touch each other. Yeah. But it's not like they were super touchy. 
Anyway. I feel like if she brought one of those buttons over there, she might have had a shot to make the leap. Oh, you mean like to the beach? Yeah. Along to the beach where the doctor was. Seems feasible. I mean, honestly, I was like, you know, compared to the alternative of her getting sucked into the void with the Cyberman and Dalek, like, yeah. not such a bad alternative. For sure. And also, I gotta say, I thought it was pretty cheap, the whole thing of, you know, for two episodes, they've been teasing this whole Rose is gonna die thing, and then it turns out it was just because she got marked as dead in the records on the other Earth. That just kind of seemed like a... You know, a lot of buildup for something that didn't happen. So it was kind of like, why was that even necessary? Yeah, I, I like. How, I think I might have even predicted that a little bit beforehand. Like, who knows what that is going to mean? Yeah, you, know, you never. You always take those with a grain of salt whenever they happen. I think I even mentioned like, does that mean that she dies in another universe? And it kind of does. I mean, I think the other thing, you know, not to switch topics, but here I go, is. Just the other way that it was resolved, too, I thought, I thought it was unsatisfying how they just made all of the Daleks, all of the Cybermen just go away because there was a void switch and you could just, you know, get sucked in all together. It's, it just seems like some sort of a deus ex machina where no one can ever see it happening, but suddenly we can just have this planet full of Daleks, planet full of Cybermen just go away. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit that... And the other thing I didn't quite get was those magnets, because, yes, they could, you know, themselves, like, let you lift things off the ground that were heavy, but, like, that doesn't make your arms less likely to snap off because of sheer force of stuff dragging you. Rose Tyler has stronger grip strength than all of the Cybermen. Yeah. Well, and also the fact that it was only open for, like, what... A minute, and it was able to stop Cybermen from India. Yeah, all the way there in that amount of time. <laughs> Good point. But as long as you wrap your arm around, you know, a magnet. <laughs> yeah. Too bad shit. all of these metal things didn't think to do that. <laughs> I think um, one of the things that I quite liked was the fact that that Jake was kind of was kind of given a reintroduction in this episode. Um, uh, Jake and Pete, actually, both of them. Yeah. Uh, they Those two characters kind of came in in a heroic way, in, in a sense. Yeah, I was wondering if, like, which one's the dad? Pete. Pete, Pete yeah. Because I was thinking, you know, last season he was in one episode. Like, did the writers kind of foresee this whole story arc with him at that point where he would be kind of a fairly big character in this season when it was really just like a one-off episode last season it's a good question i think if anything you know the last time we see pete i think that was planned continuity here i think it worked out really well um just a lot of things matched up just as we see jackie in that world be lost we see her still alive here on the other side also having the potential to become a cyberman like we see that flash before our eyes but instead there's this reunion of, you know, Pete and Jackie, even though they're not, you know, each other's Pete and Jackie, they certainly seem to, you know, put that and project it on each other. Well, it kind of seems like they're the right Pete and Jackie for each other because both sides, like, didn't quite get along with each other in their own universes. I was going to say, didn't, like, the parallel universe 
Jackie and Pete not really like each other. Like they were still married, but they weren't like like they were having divorced. a yeah. They weren't having a good marriage. I mean, clearly he cared about her. I think that was that was clear the last time that we we saw it. And, and it, it I, seemed like that Jackie was pretty you know stuck up and like everything. Well, I think she was spoiled by the, all of the grand riches and the and way didn't of have life. Daughter, didn't have so a daughter to. Didn't have to be a role model quite as much. And that reminds me, I actually really thought that scene was pretty funny where Jackie was like, well, how rich? Oh, I don't care about that. But what do you mean by rich? You know? <laughs> like that whole part was pretty, pretty funny. And kind of like a nice last hurrah for the actress who always brought us a little bit of comic relief in some of the not so comedic episodes or not so great episodes even. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that really was the missing piece of this the puzzle that this Jackie needed in order to have a great relationship with Pete. <laughs> Sense of humor. <laughs> I really feel like the one this goes down in one of the all-time classic families of the TARDIS. You've got Jackie, you've got Pete, you've got Rose, you've got Mickey, you've got the Doctor. Um, you could probably throw in K-9 in there if you really wanted to. But, <laughs> but I mean... It was in one episode. I'm, I'm just kidding. But you my point is, is that you've, you've got a really tight-knit group of actors that really had chemistry pretty much for the first two seasons of the show, and you kind of needed that to make Doctor Who kind of stand out amongst the other shows, but also stand out from its own past. Yeah. Um, its own past was, was great and, and had a lot going for it, but I think with the newer show, they needed to probably retweak it a bit so that it was ready for today's audience. And yeah, it, and so like the today's audience could connect. Like if you've never seen the show and you don't have any knowledge of the classics or anything, like what's going to bring a new viewer in and connect them to the show? It's usually the characters. Especially the companion, because the companion is always the character that we are going to identify with the most. The Doctor's an alien, so it's harder to identify with an alien. Obviously, we he has emotions like we do, but it's more the person who's going into the TARDIS for the first time. And in this case, it was Rose. And then her whole entire journey, we kind of follow her journey throughout. And the Doctor just kind of is that central character that holds the glute together for the whole show, but it's it's mostly about the companion, because the companion is who we have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. The Doctor keeps going on either end. I think that's that's really insightful. I, I totally... Especially now that the Doctor doesn't really have a beginning anymore. Yeah, that's a, that's a question for another place in time. <laughs> Oh, but but so much of it really is, you know, how these characters develop over time, and I think that's what all those characters have in common. None of them are the same characters that we met at the beginning of the show. They really have all developed, and I, I think you know they've become companions all in their own right. I think uh, a great test for a companion. I know people argue about this all the time in Doctor Who. All you really need to do is find you know some sort of Time Lord arc. Uh, to really put your palm, you know, against. And I think if you had that much time travel radiation, you are a companion, and it's hard to fight that. Well, I, I find it hard to have Pete in a parallel universe as a quote-unquote companion, um, per se. But, I mean, but I see what you're saying. He doesn't have the Archer energy. He, he, he only good, has the Void stuff. Yeah, I, I don't... I would, may not include him. But I think we did see, you know, an arc in that character 
in kind of both sides of the universe, but you yes. know, if we were to fuse them together as one, certainly the yes. first version of Pete is a very different version from the last one we see throughout these series. Oh, absolutely. But I think it, it really goes to show that that this show was able to cement itself. And we do have to give props to Russell T. Davies for actually doing a decent enough job to make it worthwhile. And I think the emotional impact that this show had on the general audience was far greater than almost anything that had come before. Granted, there were some very touching scenes and some really awesome sequences from the classic show, but you didn't get into the characterization and as much as you did with Rose Tyler. She was the first companion, I think, besides maybe Ace, who really kind of was more important than the Doctor in in many ways. I'm not saying overall, I'm just saying for the narration of the, the show itself. Yeah, and I Where think it was like a shift of what the show kind of focused on. Like the classic era, it was a different time and people cared about different things. Like it kind of reminds me of when you watch like classic star trek and things like that where it's like each arc is truly like an individual arc of like you could come in not knowing anything and watch those four episodes and you have like everything from beginning to end you don't really need any background like you're just thrown in whereas this is like yeah there there are arcs but there's also like consistent character development of both the Doctor and Rose and some of the other characters throughout all the arcs of the two seasons. So they're just a lot more connected, I guess. Yeah. It's one of the great things about Doctor Who is how connected and how much of a story can evolve just consistently. It seems like you can always bring some characters back, you know? So we're as we're come into seventy fifth year anniversaries and other year anniversaries into the future. I mean, who knows what faces we we will see again that we thought we were lost forever. Good point. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, especially since there have. I mean, skipping to like the most recent season, there were so many throwbacks. It's almost like, can you bring back some better companions? <laughs> <laughs> Even if well, it's just it's, for an it has been. There have been rumors that some of the classic companions may actually show up in some of the episodes of the upcoming season. Well, I don't know if that's true, but, but that is, that's an ongoing rumor that, that they do have at least one person in mind to make a reappearance. And this is a classic companion, not a current one. Yeah, so it'd be kind of like a Sarah Jane Smith thing. Yeah, the nice thing about today's world is that, you know, through social media and the internet, uh, you can speak a lot of rumors into existence if enough people are really excited about them. So, you know, if we if you talk it up, if you put it in the comments, who knows what we could influence, guys? <laughs> Let, let's bring K-9 back into our lives. Petition to bring back K-9. No, just for Shelby, we'll bring back Chameleon. Oh. <laughs> Not a fan? That's just like... An unnecessary character. I mean, can't we have a giant talking penguin or something? Oh, there we go. From a shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go with ratings. All right. All right. It is time to rate. Ah, doomsday, doomsday, doomsday. Um... I liked this episode. There was a lot of excitement going on. I think it brought together a lot of elements as we synthesized pretty well. 
You have a lot of characters reoccurring <coughs> into the mix. And I think you have a nice wrap-up story with it, just about everyone. Um, some of them are heart-wrenching, like the Rose and the Doctor. Um, but I like how it tied together a lot of arcs that still seemed a little loose in my mind. Um, but I like how it, it really felt like a reunion. And I like the epic scale where you have um, Daleks coming into the mix at the same time Cybermen are taking over. And then the four Daleks multiply into millions of Daleks. Um, I did think that the solution was a little, a little too convenient um, for my liking. I would have liked a, something a little bit more bold than let's flip the switch and send them all back to the void. But this was a good episode. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it had a good pace to it. And a lot of, you know, just emotional satisfaction in general. Um, for me, this is going to get an upgrade from last week. This is going to get an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I also thought this was a nice conclusion of this season. Although, I felt like last season had more of a cliffhanger than this one did. Like, I was a little bit of... Like, oh, is next season happening? Like, if I was watching this live, I would maybe be a little bit concerned that maybe there wasn't going to be another season, like a renewal. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice goodbye to a lot of the characters. And I thought the acting was pretty good. And that's that kind of was what this episode... Like, last episode, I felt like was very... A setup plot and so I kind of expected a bigger bang in the plot versus I feel like this was more of a let's wrap all up all the character arcs versus let's have some like huge crazy plot ending which it was like a big episode obviously but compared to a lot of the other finales like it wasn't just that epic feel that I was expecting um, but I wasn't disappointed because I'm always I'm a more character-driven viewer. I appreciate that a lot more. So I was, I left satisfied, but I could see how maybe some fans might have been like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I forget what I gave the last part. So I guess I will give, I'll agree with Colin. I'll give this 8.5. All right. Um, I liked this episode a lot, but I do have to agree that it was, you know, certainly more focused on character stuff than, than the plot for it. I thought actually the solution of being able to open up the void wide enough that it sucks everything back in was actually a pretty cool idea, but I don't think that it was worth wasting the opportunity of having the Daleks and the Cybermen both together in, you know, an epic finale and have that be the conclusion for that. You know, I just kind of feel like there was a lot that was in here that if it had been spread into multiple episodes might have come off better. Um, at the same time, though, if they'd spent too long trying to have a more, you know, epic finish with the Daleks and Cybermen, they wouldn't have had time for the character stuff. So I can see why they made the decisions they did for it. And I found it very entertaining. I did like the way things wrapped up. I thought there were a lot of very touching scenes in it, as well as some good humor and a lot of action. Um, I'm going to give this one a nine. All right. Well, I will have to be the one that probably differs from you all. I think the solution was 
very reasonable. It does sound, it does seem like a, a, a simple solution, but sometimes simple solutions make the most sense. Um, and the doctor had known all along with the, of course, his cool 3D glasses. I don't know how, but he, that that everybody had this void stuff still on them. And so that's how he was formulating this plan all along. But he also had to figure out, okay, what am I going to do with all the people that actually have void stuff around them too? And that's where the risk came involved. And that's where the heartbreak came involved. And that's why I think this was more of a character development piece than it was a Daleks versus Cybermen piece. Although, to be fair, the very beginning, as you pointed out, Shelby, was amazing. I mean, that was hilarious with the, the Daleks versus the Cybermen speech patterns. Um, just that whole thing was just perfect. I am giving this a 10 out of 10 because this episode, yeah. for me, um, back at the time that I first watched it, as much as the time that I have watched it, the times that I've watched it since then, has always been one of the most emotional episodes that you could possibly watch. Um, and I I feel like this is just one of those episodes that, uh, I mean, I really liked Rose when I was watching her, so I still do. I still haven't lost that. So uh, that's why I'm giving it a 10. And there you have it. All right. Well, remember, when traveling through dimensions, close the door behind you guys. <laughs> And yep, shoot us an email at thehoovianreview at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. All right. It's a wrap. Night. Bye. Bye. Bye.